Let's go to the message for some time. I will invite the choir to please come. The choir have a special number for us. We take that and we go with it.
Praise God. How we bow, humble down, at your feet, the Lord Jesus, in your presence, in magnify you because you are worthy to be praised. None can be compared with you. We are living just to praise you. For you said if we refuse to praise you, you are powerful enough to restore in our faith. But God forbid, we want to praise you and worship you, for that is the purpose of our living. This morning, we give you praise. We exalt you. We magnify your name. Thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. 
We pray this morning you will teach us your word. You will do what only you can do in our midst this afternoon. Thank you, King of Glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You can please have your seat. Today we are going to be discussing the part one of a message that the Holy Spirit titled The Power of Praise and Worship. The Power of Praise and Worship. Open with me to Acts chapter 16. We're going to be reading verses 23 to 26. Acts 16, 23 to 26. Somebody here, you don't have your Bible with you. You wave your hand to the Lord. You don't. You did not bring Bible. You don't have Bible. Please usher not those people and get them Bible, please. There's someone in front. Someone in the middle. No Bible. That is the most critical thing you should come into church with. I believe the ushers are coming, one in front and one there. Please take those of our brother and our sisters. Acts chapter 16, 23 to 26. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. In other words, they were not praying silently or praising God silently. They were vocal about the praise. They heard them praising God. There was no missing about it, what these guys were doing. They were not doing it as if they were afraid. They don't care what anybody says or does. They were praising God and they heard them. No wonder in verse 26, And suddenly there was a great earthquake. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors of the prison were opened. And everyone's hands were loosed. If you take it very well, not only Paul and Silas. Everyone's hands were what? Loosed. Because they heard. Many Christians lack the right understanding about praise and worship. Because of that, they fail to benefit from what God has proposed it for. God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. When you lack the true purpose, the true knowledge about something, you stand not to get the best from it. So, what is praise? 
Strength is not about the speed of the song you are singing. It's not about the form. Oh, the song is very sweet. It's not about the excitement. It's not about whatever you try to do to please yourself or to feel cool. No, that is not praise. Praise is an act of magnifying God. It is an act of glorifying the living God. It is an act of honoring Him. It is an act of expressing your love unto God. It is an act of thanksgiving, an act of gratitude. For what? For what God has done, what He is doing, and for what He will still do in your life. So, praise talks about saying, God, I thank you. I just worship you for all these wonderful, great things you have done in my life, in my family, around me, in this church, in my career. You praise God for everything He has done for you. You will praise Him for what He's yet to do for you. In Psalms, 150, let's say verses 1 to 6, and you are going to see some basic answers to questions about praises. Who should praise God? Where should we praise God? What should we use to praise Him? You see it in this short psalm, only six verses, and we'll go through it, and the Holy Spirit will show us what you want us to get from there. Psalms 150, verses 1 to 6. Verse 1 talks about the where. Where do you praise God? Say, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary, not in his mortuary. Praise God where? In the church. Say, if you come to church, you think church should be like a mortuary. You have missed it. Church is a place for you to praise Him, to express your love unto Him, to show Him how much you love Him, to be excited in His presence because of Him. It's a place you express yourself without minding who is looking at you and who is not looking at you. Suppress Him in His sanctuary. Press Him in the firmament of His power. What does that mean? Everywhere you are, and you look up, you see heaven. You praise God there. Praise God everywhere. No one will arrest you when you are praising God. Hello? You are praising who? Your God. They may not know your God, but you know the God you are praising. That's why I said, in everything, give thanks. Shall rejoice evermore. Even in the midst of your challenges, you rejoice because of what He's going to do. And we see the answer why? Why do we need to praise Him? Like I said, praise Him, verse 2 said, praise Him for His mighty acts that is His doing in your life. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. How great is God in your life? How great is He to your family? You need to praise Him because of that. 
And verse 3 to 6 talks about what you use to press in. It says, press in with the sound of trumpet, pressing with suffering and harp, pressing with timbrel and dance. You see that? You see they seem to dance in the house of God? Pressing with dance, shake your body. Shake it, let God know that you truly love Him. It is not a sin. Pressing with what? With dance. Rejoice in His presence. He loves you when you are, you are showing it to Him. That God, I truly love you. Whether you have solved this problem, you have not solved it. I just love you. You are the best thing I have in my life. Just worship Him. Press Him with the whole of your heart. It's a press in with strength instruments. Thank God we have them in this church. And press in with organs. Press in upon loud timbers. That is that. Loud timbers. Many of us, we don't like noise. But say, press him how? With loud timbers. Say, press him upon high sounding timbers. <laughs> high sounding, not, not low. High sounding timbers. Who are you doing it to? To God. And verse 6 tells us who should praise God. Verse 6 says, let everything that has bread, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. How many people you are still alive? Let me see you wave your hand to Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, for as long as you are alive, you are to praise him. You know why? David said, only the living will praise the Lord. Those that are dead, can they praise him? Then you are alive and you are not praising him. They are forcing you to praise him. They have to say everything to encourage you to praise him. And you are not grateful for life. You know how many people have died since January? Many of them they are smarter than you and I. Many of them even serve God than you and I. They pay sacrifice more than you and I. But they are gone. They can't press him again. But you and I, you are still alive. He said, press him for as long as you are alive. But this, this now comes to the reality of praise. Everyone can praise God, but not everyone's praise is acceptable to God. The truth is, a sinner praising God is just trying to get problem than solution. Come with me to Psalms 24, verse 3 to 5. Psalms 24, verse 3 to 5. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? And that who is going to go to his house to praise him? Verse 4. He that hath a clean hand. Somebody say clean hand. And a pure heart. Say pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity and not sworn deceitfully? James 4.8. 
James 4, 8 says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. You want God to draw near to you? You dare not approach Him with your sin. For this same God that we serve, the Bible says, a what? A consuming fire. So who is going to press in and it will be acceptable? The living that are living for Him. That have given their life to Him. That when they press Him, their praise will be acceptable. So I'm going to be calling for altar call this afternoon. You are here to give your life to Jesus. You are at risk. What is worship? Worship is not about the slowness of the music. You know, when, okay, you are not praise and worship, okay, let's slow it down. And we pray and we sing like this. Don't shout. It is not. Worship is not about the remorsefulness, like you are in the grave. No. That's not worship. Worship is a divine heart of reverence unto God for who he is. Now you know the difference. You praise him for what he has done, what he has not done, what he is doing, but when you worship God, you are reverencing him for who he is. The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords, the Ancient of Days, the Everlasting Father, the Rock of Ages, the I have that I am, the only wise God, the one that reigns forevermore, the all-powerful God, the omniscient, omnipresent, only everything. That's why you worship Him. You don't worship Him just for what He has done for you. Even He has not done anything for you. You owe Him worship for who He is. Worship is a deeper and closer, heartfelt and passionate expression of your love unto God. There are few things that make the head of people to swell. You see a, an empty man bringing tears, crying, and he does not know the reason. That is what we call a heartfelt, passionate deep-rooted worship unto God. Even in the midst of your troubles, you are worshipping Him. God, I worship you for who you are. Whether you have solved this problem, I just worship you. Whether you have not solved it, I just worship you. Whether I am pregnant or not pregnant yet, I just worship you. Whether I have the solution to this problem or not, I just worship you for who you are. So, that tells you that, just like praise, <laughs> only those that are truly born again and are living a holy life can truly worship God and they will break through. Now you can pray, you can worship God to be as if there is a blockage on your head. But when you are living a holy life and you live a, a life committed unto God, when you worship God, there will be hope in heaven. 
and you will experience the extraordinary from God. We have seen diverse testimonies in this church. We live a testimony of which what praise can do. Praise is one unique thing that God cannot do for himself. God cannot praise himself. And so what does he do? He relies on you and I to praise him. So now you can imagine if you don't praise him, how God will feel. In Isaiah 43 verse 7, Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. God created you to praise him. You are created to praise God, because God can do that for himself. In Matthew 3, 9, And think not to say that, to say within yourself, We have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you, God is able of these souls to raise up children unto Abraham. So if you fail to fail God, or to praise God, God can raise to, to praise him when he needs it. For God forbid. And we give him praise. For that is his only food. In the morning, the psalmist said, early in the morning I will praise him. In the afternoon I will do what? I will praise him. At night I will praise him. When I go to bed I will praise him. Even in my dream, I am praising him. How many people here when you wake up, the first thing you do is to just... You, you find yourself waking up with songs. Can I, can I have a witness in the house? You wake up with songs, singing songs. That is the sleep of a child of God. A child of God wakes up and wakes up with songs. It's just, it's just flowing out of here, out of which shall flow rivers of living waters. That is the proof of a true child of God. So that you wake up, you are sweaty. As if you are just sweating the dream. No! You wake up refreshed and sing a worshiping God. So, failure to press in is equivalent to a felony against God. It's a serious crime. That's why I pity a lot of people that undo praise anyhow. Because you lack the understanding of what praise can do. In Psalm 6 verse 5, Psalm 6 verse 5, For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave who shall give thee thanks? You see what David, David was so confident to say, God, if you dare kill me, you will miss me in this world. <laughs> David said, God, if you kill me, if you allow me to die, God, you will miss me. Oh, because nobody will press you. Can you say that to God? Have you demonstrated to God you truly love Him by your praise and worship? Can you boldly face God and say, God, if you keep me, you know you will miss me. Have you truly been praising and worshiping God? Or you are just doing it anyhow? Now, let's go to how powerful is this praise and worship? You know our team, the power of praise and worship. I'm going to go through one or probably two or three today, as time will permit us, and we do the rest the next time. How powerful is praise and worship? Or what can praise do for you? 
When you worship God, what does He do for you? Or what will He do for you if you care to praise and worship Him? Number one, praise and worship are powerful weapons to attract the presence of God. Praise and worship are powerful weapons to draw the presence of God. Practically, you can't go to heaven. But when you praise and worship Him, you are drawing His presence. Remember the Israelites, when Moses sacrificed, the Bible said God will come down on the mountain. And the old mountain will be on fire for God. So they said that anyone that dare touch the mountain, what happened? Roasted. It got to a point in the and said, Moses, we don't, want, we don't want this experience again. You go to God, we will stay in our whole camp. That is the raw presence of God. That you command when you praise and worship Him. So you see what you mean? That's why I pity people that come late to church. Psalms 22 verse 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the presence of Israel. God inhabits the presence of his people. In other words, God dwells in the atmosphere of praise. See, the truth is, some issues you are passing through that get difficult for you when you are in the presence of God. They become cheap for the, pro- for the problem to get solved. But when you are in the presence of God, that's when you are sending text. They are praising God that is when you are answering calls. They are praising God that is when you are distracted, thinking of what you are going to hit, what you are going to wear, when you are supposed to connect with heaven. And let heaven be opened unto you. Praise and worship provokes God to action. And thus, when God comes into action, man, anything can happen. Anything can happen. In Exodus 15:11, Exodus 15:11, after the victory of crossing the Red Sea, Miriam sang, he said, Who is like unto thee? O Lord, among the gods, who is like thee, glorious in holiness and fearful in praises? Doing what? For who? Is he doing wonders for himself? You don't need miracle in heaven. You don't need signs and wonders in heaven. It is you and I that need it. Now you don't praise him. How will he bring wonders in your life? Glorious in holiness, fearful in presence, doing wonders. Hallelujah. And the song we sing in Nigeria said, Who is like unto thee? Oh Lord, who is like unto thee? Oh Lord, among the gods, who like thee, oh, glorious in holiness and fearful in praises. Always do in wonders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I see the Lord doing wonders in your life in the name of Jesus. When you praise God, you provoke Him to do the extraordinary in your life. When you praise Him, you are making Him to prove Himself as the Lord of Lords, with whom no president can stop. He is the president of presidents. He is the king of kings. When you press him, you draw the attention of the greatest weapon in the universe. So you see what you mean, what you are missing when you don't praise God. In 2 Kings 3, 14 to 16. 2 Kings 3, 14 to 16. We saw the story of Elijah, the prophet of God. Because of unrighteousness of the king, the strange king that carried no presence of God, that comes around the king of Israel, Elisha was provoked. He was not happy. And because of that, he could not prophesy. He could not be inspired to declare the word according to the word of God. And so he said in verse 14, And Elisha said, As the Lord of God, the Lord of us liveth, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. Now look at verse 15. But now, bring me a mistress. Bring me someone that is careful to play instruments. To come and worship my God. And it came to pass, when the mistress played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus said the Lord. Thus said the Lord. When you praise God, there's revelation. When you praise God, there are insights. There are situations whereby you are praising God. Oh, Jesus. You are worshipping God in your house. And God is bombarding you with revelation. Oh, God. You are praising, you, you, you are just praising God, just worshipping God. And God is bringing pictures into your mind. Bringing scriptures into your mind. And solutions are just getting done. Problems disappearing. When you praise and worship God. In Second Chronicles 5, 13-14. This is a unique experience that the Israelites had, that the children of God had, when they worship and praise God. Second Chronicles 5, 13-14, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then, after the praise of see what happened. The house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. Verse 14. So that the priest could not stand to minister by the rising of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord has filled the house. By the way, this is the core vision of the choir of this church. 
When you see your choir stand on the altar, our expectation is that God's presence will come mightily with thick cloud. That solutions will be given to people. The discouraged shall be encouraged. The weak shall be strengthened. The sick shall be made whole. Because when the presence of God comes, now, in verse 14, he said, to the extent that the pastor could not minister. Now, what will a pastor do when God is the one ministering? Tell me. God himself comes with his cloud, blessing the people, solving problems, issuing decrees. And you now say, a pastor will talk. What does he want to say? And that's what we want. That we come to church this Friday, and as we are praising God, there will be commotion in the spirit. And you see people receiving the power of God in their life. You see people seeing solutions to generational problems. When you praise and worship God. When you praise and worship Him, devil disappear. <laughs> when you praise and worship my God, what happens? devil disappears. But when light comes, what happens? Darkness must disappear. That is why in some cases, you actually don't need to trouble yourself casting down any demon. Just bring down God's presence. Finish. <laughs> you see that? You don't need to. If you are trying to send one uh, Ambrobat or any hoodlum in your house, out of your house, and it's proving stubborn, just do what? Bring the soldier. The man will say, sorry, sorry, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> the man will take his leave immediately. That is what the devil does when you bring down the presence of God. And when I meet devil, d- demons in forms of sickness, discouragement, all manners of harassment of the devil. Anything demonic, fizzle out. When you praise and worship my God. In Psalms 100 verse 4. She enter into his gate with thanksgiving. And into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him. And bless his name. So what is God saying? The gate path for you to enter into his presence. Is what? Praise. And if you don't have gate pass. You want to go to a banquet with Sultan. What happened? You will never get close to the gate, not to not talk of the struggle to enter the gate. Your gate path to accept the presence of God is praise and worship. So you fail to fulfill the requirement, your service on that day <laughs> will probably be a waste. So you see the value why you should never come late and miss praise worship. Do you know in the church service? Let me share this with you. In the church service, the only service that every member of the church participates actively is what? Praise and worship. Now I'm talking now. You are are listening. You are not participating actively in terms of doing something. But praise and worship is the only time you have to express yourself to God and to get relief from anybody you are coming with. So you come to church after praise worship. What happened? Your body is still there. You are not tuned to the frequency of what God wants to do on that day. 
So for you to be tuned to the frequency of what God wants to do in the service, you need to be in the praise and worship session. Your praise and thanksgiving is the bridge between what God has done for you and what you want Him to do for you. So you don't bridge it, you are far from answer to your prayers. Praise is the link, the bridge between what He has done and what is yet to do. You've got to feel it. Make that bridge with praise and worship. So the only guarantee for you to get the full blessing of God in a service like this is that you ensure you truly press in. Remember I told you, even when you are pressing in, your mind is not there, it's not acceptable. Or you are living a life that does not depict who he is. Praise and worship. It's a more for you if you want to have an encounter in God's presence. Let's go to the second point. I will probably end there today. Praise and worship are powerful weapons of deliverance and evangelism. What did I say? Praise and worship are powerful weapons of deliverance and what? Say it loudly. And what? Good. Are you in the year of evangelism? You say, how do you mean, Pastor? Let's see it in the scripture. Acts 16, 23 to 24. We read about it. Paul and Silas were in the prison. They were locked up. And the Bible says, as they were praising God, what happened first? There was an earthquake. Earthquake means God himself came down. He didn't send an angel. No, in the case of Peter, when the church was praying, and Peter was locked up in the prison, sleeping, snoring, the church was praying, praying. God sent an angel to deliver Peter, and nobody was saved. But, in the case of Paul and Silas, after that prayer, the Bible said they were praising God, and everyone in the place held them. The prisoner held them. Suddenly, immediately, there was an earthquake because God came into the place. As God landed, every chain broke. Deliverance. Every bondage, free. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And at its right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And that was not all. The jailer wanted to kill himself when he saw that everywhere, oh, all the prisoners are free. Oh, what is this? The guy wants to kill himself. Paul said, no, don't kill yourself, please. We are here. And before you know it, the jailer, the family, they did what? They gave their life to Jesus Christ. Just because Paul and Silas what? Praise. The Bible did not record it, but I am very sure even the rest of the prisoners will give their life. Because they had them think. And they saw what happened because of praise. Eh? I want to serve your God. It was the jailer that said, what must we do for us to be saved? Paul said, I will tell you. And Paul started a service. 
Paul conducted a service in the prison. And before you know it, the jailer, the household was saved. Because they praised God. You heard the testimony of our brother last week. Brother Hire. He said as he was in the church, he began to weep. And he could not control himself. He didn't know the cause of the weeping. And that was the beginning of his salvation. You heard the testimony here. Yes or no? And that is why I'm going to invite you for this program that Pastor announced. Many of us, we don't come for victory night. But this month, victory night is going to be a unique victory night. Because I can promise you, sickness will disappear as we praise God on that day. Problem will run out as we praise God on that day. And so you need to bring your friends and bring your enemy. And you must be there on the 30th of this month. In this same hall, in the evening, if someone invites you to a party, to a birthday party, 8 o'clock, you will be there. Now we are inviting you to come and praise God and get blessed. It's left to you. The church will play its own part. It's left to you to choose. Do you want the extraordinary hand of God to be made mighty in your life or not? So please, with the all of my heart, I'm inviting you to that program. It is packaged for you. It's not that the Christ does not have other things to do. But we are committed to ensure we play our whole part to see life change. To see souls saved. So you have a friend that is not a Christian. Invite them, say, come and hear wonderful praise. Tell them to come and hear what? Wonderful praise. If there has been something in the opera house, you will, they will invite you. You too invite them. If they have a party somewhere where they are going to play up to 10, 11, they will call you. You too call them and make sure they come. And they get blessed. They get saved. Their lives become changed. We saw in 1 Samuel 16, 14 to 23, King Saul was mad with devil. And they can't tell him, you want this madness to go? You want this demon to leave you? Go and call someone that can praise God with instruments. And as David was playing, the Bible says, what happened? The demon ran out. Let's end here today. We continue the next time, part two of it. But I want you to praise God. I want you to express yourself unto him. But there is nothing like worshipping this God. There is a song that said, There is none like you. Let's do our faith. No one else can touch my life as you do. I have sat through all eternity, Lord, and I found there is none. Like you, there is none, there is none like you, there is none like you. Oh Lord, we confess, Lord, 
You are the almighty God, the lily of the valley, the bright and the morning star, the rock of Hades, the high hand of the hand, the all-powerful God, the Lord God Almighty, of our world, and I will see, I give you praise. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I exalt you. Lord, I magnify you. What a great God you have. What a wonderful God you have. What a glorious God you have. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Hear what God is saying. Because you have worshipped Him this day, and you have made up your mind to worship Him. He said, all your secret tears are wiped away in the name of Jesus. Whatever verdict the world has given you, he is the judge of all judges. The executive officer of the whole world. He is saying unto you, he is reversing every verdict that contradicts his own verdict for you in the name of Jesus. And you shall stand to testify of his goodness in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Rejoice evermore. And you will never know any story again in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Just continue thanking God. Thank God for the word that you received. Continue praising him, worshipping him. Blessing Him, glorifying Him. Did you hear the voice of the Lord today? Did you hear the words of God today? Praise God for what He has done for you. Worship God for who he is in your life. Praising God and worshipping God, that must be a description of your life. If somebody was to ask you, give me your CV, it needs to have only these four words. Put your name and then say, Praise God, worship God. That's my life. That's the story of my life. Because if it isn't, I, you better start today. That's what God is telling us. If it isn't, if you aren't praising God, if you aren't worshipping God, God says, start today. It's never too late. We can do it. Start today. Psalm 145, verses 4 to 6 says this, One generation shall praise your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. Through your praise, through your worship, you shall declare what a great God we serve. What a great God we have. We have a God who is our everything. 
praise and worship is not something that's done once a week by some people. Praise and worship is something that's done all the time by you and by me. Praise God. Just say thank you Lord for teaching me today, for reminding me what I should be doing. Just talk to God. Father God, we thank you once again, Lord Father. Because you have once again reminded us, Lord Father, what we should be doing. We are doing so many things that we need not do, Lord. But just to praise you and to worship you. All the time. In the morning. In the afternoon. In the evening. At night. Father God, make that a way of life for us, Lord Father. That our life is all about praising you. It's all about worshipping you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. That your greatness will be manifest in our life, Lord Father. We, we worship you. We thank you, Lord Father. For your words which you have spoken, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that through your Son, whom you have used this day, you have brought revelationary truth, Lord Father. Help us to grasp it, Lord Father. Help us to understand what you are telling us, Lord Father. Father God, we ask that you continue to bless and anoint your servant, even as he prepares the second part of what you want us to tell us. Father God, we pray, Lord, that your anointing will be upon him, that your blessing will be on him and on his family, Lord Father, that you will continue to guide, lead and take care of them, Lord Father. Thank you, Father, for every one of us here, Lord Father. And Father God, we pray, Lord, that as we step out, we shall not forget, but we shall continue to praise you, worship you, all the days of our lives. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all as we step out.